0: the Town Mile podcast. This is the fifth installment of the Van Leer Chronicles. So if you hit play and you're listening to this, thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time, making this podcast a part of your day, your evening, your morning, whatever time it is, really salute to you. As we continue the Van Leer Chronicles series, I guess, first off, when you talk about uh a group that broke the mold uh in the history of coach van luer's football career in emory tony clock is in that group you can't talk about the list of athletes and, and the guys that maybe were a part of kind of breaking the mold of uh success in in the history of the seahawk football program in 1993 tony was a quarterback of the team that made the state championship game that was the first of the many, many teams of, uh, of Van Lure's program of the history of the Seahawks program that made that championship run where they fell short to Irene back in 1993. And listen, it really, if we want to go there, there is no town mile. You can't say the name town mile without talking about Tony clock. Tony has been a, um, really a person that we should have done a podcast, uh, with a long time ago. So very excited to get this episode out and, um, to sit down and connect with Tony, to catch up with Tony. It was great to see him. I know we're over zoom. It would be nice to, you know, to, to, if we could have been in the same room together, but Tony was the forefront of, uh, of a lot of successes in athletic history of, of the history of the Emory program. Um, an incredible career. He comes from a long line of clocks, you know, his brothers. Um, really, I think from Chad in 1987, um, making the state tournament with Emory, the coach McCathy, Tim McCathy team in 1987 to his brother Troy, who was a part of the 1990 um program that made the state tournament um under mccarthy as well and tony you know made the state tournament in 94 the first team as well of uh of coach scott schultz's um basketball teams that made the state tournament so really he was the a major part of two programs um breaking the mold and um getting into the tournament and getting having some major success on a on a state level so and incredibly tony won the 1994 gold medal 300 hurdles championship that the fastest time in all three classes That's small schools that's big schools that's all the schools in between and uh unbelievably did not have a track um, to practice on. I think he, he mentions in our our conversation, maybe there was three or four hurdles for him to practice on on the street. So, um, listen, it was an absolute privilege to talk to Tony. Thanks so much for again, taking the time and for everyone that's ever hit play and continues to show enthusiasm for this. Listen, as long as you're excited about it, I'm going to stay excited about it. So, uh, with no further ado, have a great rest of your weekend. And here is Tony Clock. So welcome to uh this is the 51st Town podcast. We have the man, the myth, the legend, Tony Clock joining uh joining us from Rapid City. Looks like you've got some good natural light there. It's 6 p.m. in rapid. Is that what time it is on Friday?
1: Yeah, yeah. We got good natural light. Uh we got some big windows in this old house. And uh we just got done with a rainstorm. Okay. Uh, about half hour, but we got we've been getting some really good rain and luckily not a lot of hail so okay but uh so things are greening up it should be pretty nice in june and the old Black that's Hill. good stuff
0: bro I, I like it i'm actually flying home uh 6 10 a.m tomorrow my i'm gonna bring my uh-huh. little one-year-old and my son for the 25th high school reunion in emory
1: say, happy happy emery day eve to you yeah
0: yeah Are you, are you gonna be there by
1: chance Oh, man, I, I have it on my calendar, but I'm going to be driving all over the Black Hills tomorrow, from okay. Hot Springs to uh, Belle Fouche to Newell, which I don't get to too often.
2: Okay.
1: We got a client that's looking, he's from Durango and new to the area and he's looking for something. So we're going to touch all, we're going to take him on the tour tomorrow. About okay. About ten homes. So. You
0: seem like you like what you, you've been in the real estate game, or not, well, I guess real estate for for housing, not commercial, right? Um,
1: yeah, but like I just helped a buddy of mine find a commercial lease. It's just not something we dip into a lot, but it's something we can do. But it's not something we specialize in. Okay. I work with my wife Amy. We work at Remax Advantage. Um, been in the uh, industry for over twenty years. It's hard to say something like that, <laughs> you know, twenty yeah. years. Is but I I managed the Pennington Title Company, so I was the title guy. 10 years. And then one of my best friends owns Remax. So I ran his team, managed his team for six years. And then me and my wife, my wife had a a team and it just worked out where I just joined her and we've been doing that for, like I think this is the sixth or seventh year now. So I've kind of been doing yeah. So, but in the real estate industry, 20 years, but it's awesome. You know, I don't know if I'd like it as much if I was in Mitchell or Salem or something like that, but out here in the Black Hills, there's so many areas, and there's so many beautiful places. And you know, for yeah. the most part, it's fun just to go out and show people what's going on. And um yeah, it's it's a good gig. I really like it. You know, some weeks you feel like a rock star and some weeks you really feel like, What am I doing here? You sure. Know? Some okay. Yeah, you know, it's just it's a weird world unless you live in it. You know, sales sure. is one thing, real estate is another, just as far as how things can develop or fall through and been pretty crazy, but it's been a good gig, you know. That's so awesome. Luckily, if I'm not hitting, usually Amy is, so it's been a good That's deal.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's because Philadelphia is kind of an. I mean, we we purchased our, our row home. I must have been seven years ago, and it, and it's we wouldn't be able to do this in hour and a half that way in New York or an hour that way in DC. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just Philly's kind of in a unique spot where a lot of you know South Philly and a lot of the other areas have kind of been redone and put together so it's um you know so if you ever probably wanted to get involved in in the east coast you probably could do that as well i don't know if you're how far uh, your license yeah. extends to
1: we just go to south dakota but you know my brother chad he's got a he's got a development company in arizona it's called emery lane homes
0: yeah i saw that
1: it. yeah it's he's doing some really awesome stuff uh, yeah he's the-
0: building his house it looks like You know, like I I just got done watching Succession, you know, with the, whatever the, the Logan Roy's (laughs) he looks like he's, he's got a Kendall Roy house from, from Succession. So, well, good stuff, man. I I think part of, you know, I guess, as I've gotten older and kind of done these projects, I, I, I don't know if I want to call it, I guess I could say I've been, I've been blessed with my dad's memory, you know, whether or not people care about that stuff. My memories of you and in your class, you know, from... 90, whatever year you were freshman to 94. Whereas, as as, you know, I've got my eighth grade year in 1994, I I could think about my favorite years of my life. And that's, that's probably in there in 94. So what I'm hoping to do with this, if we can't, maybe the next hour is kind of conjure up those old memories of you you know smoking people in the 300 hurdles without a without a track <laughs> to practice on and uh yeah. playing defense and you know you had those jordan i don't know would they've been nines or tens in like 94 you you had a pair of um, the,
1: the tuxedo ones weren't they called yeah the tuxedo yeah
0: yeah, or something? yeah so what i'd like to do you know if we could just i mean i was excited to to talk to you about this and kind of get because i've been honestly, I've been chasing Dave Aaron though. Honestly, the only reason I started doing a podcast was because I wanted to hear, I wanted to tell like the resilient story of Dave Aaron who you know, when you guys lost in 93 to to Freeman and then Dave, I know did his MCAT for a few times and I, I wanted to tell his story. So I was like, look, man, I'll do a podcast. Let's record a podcast. And now I'm 51 episodes in and I have never done one with Dave, <laughs> but I've done one with all of his people around him essentially. So um well you those,
1: still call you still call this podcast the town mile, right?
0: Yeah, it's the town mile, bro. So it's yeah. this is it's called the town mile because that's we didn't have a track, you know. Um, sure <laughs> and lure it during track practice would be like run three town miles today and you'd run around the town.
1: (laughs) Well, I think when you came up with that, we were talking at the time.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm not saying that. I mean, I think I've made 40, $41 total on, on this project. So I'm not saying it's not a, it's not a generate, it's not generating any, any revenue by any means, but I I don't need to make it. I, I do pay for the domain. The the www.townmile.com. I pay for that domain every year, but you know, for the most part, that was kind of what I thought of, you know, back in the day. But um, why don't we just start your your first memories of Coach of Coach Van Leer? Like, what do you first remember about
1: first, him? First thing I remember is you know being out at football practice. Me and Dave and were probably I don't know third fourth graders maybe. Um, maybe somewhere around there, right? We were just little kids. We had these, you know, the little pads. Dave probably had a Vikings helmet and a Vikings jersey thing, and I had a Cowboys helmet and Cowboys jersey thing. But our brothers, you know, probably were just younger in those days, but just getting into it. Maybe we were a little older. I don't know, but it feels like fourth grade. It feels like it was earlier than fifth grade. But we were were out at the practices, and then we just kind of, became honorary uh water boys okay so, so that's that's the earliest i can think of um seeing van Luer and just being around him and being around the football stuff obviously you're around it a lot because me and dave just happened to have older brothers that were very similar in age dave had a sister that was the same age as my brother chad lisa um his brother jeff was between my brothers chad and brian I think. yeah and then Troy, my brother Troy, and Dave's brother Steve were in the same class. So, you know, we got a lot of the same hand-me-downs. We got a lot of the same, you know, things. And we would go, you know, our brothers were playing. And I think we rode our bikes over there with our pads on one day and just started feeding them water. And the rest was history. And uh, there's a lot of, there's a few Friday nights we didn't get in trouble, luckily, because we were, yeah uh, you know, taking care of the water bottles. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's the earliest, you know. I think that's the earliest Van
0: That's cool. I, I can remember in my lawn, you know, being in my yard and, and this was back probably when guys couldn't drive their cars from the high school gym to the football field. So you had to walk. So I can remember everybody would always be walking down the alley. Behind mm-hmm. my house, you know, about yeah. getting to like you everybody out there and like their their pads already. You know, Dave Getty and your brother and and Johnny Bartle and those guys.
1: Yeah. Hearing um, all those hearing all those uh, cleats click and yeah,
0: yeah, you know. red helmets. That was like, I mean, I really couldn't. I I can remember that. I remember always like getting excited and kind of running out there to high five those dudes and um. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, your brothers. I mean. I guess as someone that was under, I mean, I don't want to say I was under my cousin, Chris's, you know, Chris obviously had a lot of success and I'm thinking when I was playing, I I guess I I just, I was proud of what he did. And I, I, I'm not saying I wanted to be him, but it made me kind of work. I mean, you were somebody that was under, you know, your brother, Chad in 87. I mean, honestly, I I watched Emory versus Midland from 87 is on YouTube. Somehow that got around. And I watched that, and Chad was like,
1: "Dude, Chad could ball. He can, <laughs> and I, you know, it's, he can still ball. Yeah, he still, plays, he still plays in Arizona a lot, and he can still he still has it, and he's still very competitive. And, um, you know, I still play around here. I have a my own rec league team and stuff like that. But you really, uh, you're, playing oh, my, you're playing basketball. You're yeah. playing basketball. I'm still, yeah. I actually have a clock agents basketball team." Okay. It seems like we just can't. We can get to the semis, but we just can't put it together in the finals. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't realize. It's kind you... of reminiscent, but yeah, no. I mean, like, um, I had a group of guys I was playing with on Wednesdays and Thursdays at the Armory. A lot of National Guard guys and gals. And then recently, I was playing at Rapid City Christian because I think we're going to have Miles go to Rapid City Christian for school.
0: Okay. Your son, that's that's awesome. I didn't realize you were yep. still playing, dude. You're
1: yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm I've still got the, you know, the fundamentals. Okay. I'm, but I'm still the utility player. You know, I'm boxing out, and yeah, rebounds and making D and making the passes, but okay. I'm not going to the hole a lot. Okay. <laughs> but I never I'm always afraid I'd, I'd like blast
0: my Achilles out or something, you know, or.
1: Yeah, I've had, you know, some knee nice stuff in college when I played football at Black Hill State. And then recently I had a knee nice scoped, um, had some back stuff, but like I said, I feel pretty good and um, I haven't been hurt for a while, but I, I take it easy too. I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not diving after balls, like,
2: yeah, you know, sure. stuff like that, but sure.
1: it's fun and I have a nephew that plays with me and just a good group of guys and just still love to compete, you know?
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So if you think about like seeing, your brother seeing Chad in '87 and Troy in '90, like, what was that like? Kind of following in their footsteps. The, both of them made the state tournament in basketball. Did you feel pressure? Did you feel like you had to live up to, you know, kind of their level? Like, what was that like for you?
1: Um, I don't think I ever felt like I had to live up to a level, but I definitely admired them. You know, I Chad was six years older than me. Troy just three, so I was a little closer to Troy. I was pretty young, but when, even when Chad was playing in Worthington, Minnesota I, at junior college, again, I would just poke my nose in there and become the water boy, right? Now I'm the water boy for all the games and yeah. drive to Minnesota and stuff like that. So um, I, I probably didn't understand the weight of it. I mean, we were just always around good athletes, you know, whether I was people in my class or above me or our brothers and their classes it was it was a it was a culture you know and it was it was and it was kind of an anomaly i mean i know there's a lot of small towns but where you can have a small town like that and have so many good athletes yeah um it was you know you're just lucky that you kind of fell into something like that and then you know right away when you're young you go out to the playgrounds with your brothers and they're playing basketball they're playing tackle football um, and we were you know we were a block away from the school and um you know, so i I don't know, you know, I don't feel like I had to really live up to anything you know more than any nor the the pressure we just put on ourselves, okay, um, and that you know, early on when we were you know when we were on the school ground, we were playing basketball even before you could play basketball at fifth grade, but it felt like we were pretty decent already at third and fourth grade, which is way different because I got an eleven twelve year old and he's, he's going to be a sixth grader and and I've coached a lot of his teams and stuff and they don't have, yeah. you know, they're, they're not, there's some good kids, but it felt like we had a lot of good kids, you know, whether it was right. me or Dave or or Michael Crum or Scott Creer or Kevin Berg or uh, Rich Hyman, Mike Yank or, you know, uh, on and on. Steve Ernster, Eric Ditterman, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are all my, my time. They were just a lot of good athletes, but I think it's no different than, in emory you know we just happen to have one of the greatest coaches that south dakota and maybe in the nation you know he's a great coach coach van Leer. yeah we have a, we have a great coach and scott schultz you know one of the best basketball coaches there is and then uh or even dan clark you know we got one of the best band director music director yeah you know or even mrs uh Brandt. you know we have a great year sure. or yearbook or you know there's just it was just I just feel like it was an anomaly and then, and they're still there. You know, I don't know who's still teaching or not, but it's still a great community and environment and culture. And just was fortunate to grow up in it.
2: Right.
0: Somehow there was just, yeah, there was so many individuals and so many leaders and like admit like teachers and coaches that like they could drive results and they held you accountable almost, or it's like, you couldn't screw. I mean, we certainly screwed off, but it's not like, it's yeah. not like um, you know, you really wanted to not let them down in some capacity. And I think that's yeah, a pretty yeah. remarkable thing. It, whether that was even intentional on their part, I don't know. <laughs> like when Well,
1: you- I just think like you said, you create a culture and and a certain benchmark. And you know, you know, again, I just think about how good our bands and stuff were when when, when our players came into the gyms and how cool the whole thing was. It, Right, Most people don't understand what Hoosiers feels like, but we were like Hoosiers, right? really were. We town and packed gyms and bands rocking. And um, we had just so many good things in Emory. Um, I just felt like, you know, again, it was just a culture and those teachers all took the lead. And that's why we we want Miles to go to Rapid City Christian. It's almost, it feels like Emory, right? Is that right? 16, 17 people in the class. Um, next year, he will go play for the Rapid City Christian Comets in track, in football, and basketball, you know, instead of going to one of the bigger middle schools where you have 30 some kids in there and, and they don't have a certain team for Southwest Middle, you know, you'd have to get on a travel team or whatever it is. And um, so we're pretty excited. We're, ner- you know, it's a new thing. He's just getting out of his elementary school. Um, but we're excited um, for him to do that, but it, again, it because it feels like Emory you okay know? That, that that personal touch and and the sports thing is cool, but um just the culture and the environment you know right. it's, it's a crazy world out there and cra- you hear crazy things at these schools and sure if a person can get him into something that feels familiar and safe yeah. somewhat um, we're sure. gonna definitely do that for him but um, but it does it feels a lot like Emory.
0: You're you're a thousand percent right too. Mister and Missus Clark were out here maybe two summers ago, and we yeah. went out and met and had lunch and just had oh, a cool. really nice time. Yeah, I got to, but it. I was talking to him about how he would take time with, like working on songs or compositions with everybody mm-hmm. in the room. So spend some maybe ten minutes with all the clarinets to get their parts right, or he would hear yeah. something, fix it. Like hey, let's stop cut you know and to go work with all you guys in the trombones and go work with trumpets and go work with like that's pretty remarkable like that's why it was so good Is like you could kind of he had an ear for all that which you know I, like i said i don't even know if he remembered you know talking to him about that it seemed like he was you know he he um didn't like have a i don't know i think maybe you're working is you're doing your job and you want to do it well but i just remember like he would just hold everyone to a really high standard to play the song, right. No matter like yeah. what it was and this why it was good for sure. So
1: well, yeah. And he had a passion for it, whether it was band or jazz or chorus um, you know, he loved the basketball games and the football yeah. games. You know, he was involved in all that stuff, but he was, he's just a good guy. Yeah. And for, you know, first year or two when I was going to Black Hill state after high school, I would grab him some, uh, keystone taffy okay yeah (laughs) bring it back for him yeah yeah under dan clark man (laughs) Yeah, for a few years you know you you stay in touch as much as you can and then years go on and you just don't go back as much yeah Um, but when you do it's always good to see them and um but that you know again so many teachers and whether it's coaches teachers and stuff like that just really impactful but like you said they were passionate about it but weren't overbearing but they were always there and you know you'll have six trumpets and four of the six know what they're doing you know so the other two will pick up and uh, i I played trombone luckily it was one of the probably the easiest instruments all you have to do is put the the number above the note sure there's only six positions (laughs) (laughs) so so it was a lot easier than those saxophones and trumpets yeah a lot of stuff like that but boy uh you know there's just nothing like when you can get harmony sure uh, whether it's in a church or in a band or right or anything like that there's something that just really chills your soul or just makes you feel good at your core and uh that's why i I loved it i love singing and playing in the bands and god i love playing when we uh when those basketball players would come out you know the first oh, yeah. one i think we really did like that was the batman theme
0: oh yeah like the the, the tim final burton countdown. batman yeah. from 89 yeah. that was gnarly
1: that was oh, awesome yeah. too to. um we came out to i i think one of the first maybe final countdown we did for a little oh, while. oh yeah that was cool um, that was a pretty good one and then i think we did like um didn't we do like inner sandman or yeah like that and that's what
0: was cool is i think you you guys would bring that up to him scott crew yeah. would say hey can we get in sandman and yeah he would and get it, it down, like finding yeah. the budget it's like hey it's 150 bucks for us to get in sandman. sandman yeah. you should like please get it he would like make it happen which was pretty yeah. cool
1: and that's some um, of my best memories you know with the sports things is when you're at emory and that band is up in the you know the old gym the band is up in the in the loft or whatever and you know that those, yeah those, that was cool You come in and it was just cool, you know. I didn't. It felt like there was five thousand people there. It really did,
0: yeah. Mister Christensen would would announce the band. Said the Emory High School band under the direction of Mister Dan
1: Clark plays
0: our national anthem.
1: (laughs) We had a lot of good, you know, a lot of good fun in that town and they still do it carry yeah on. I hope it's still yeah. like
0: that I hope to some capacity I hope somebody can take that on well let's talk about I, I I know I emailed you about you know you and Dave I remember just being inseparable when you grow when as we're you were growing up and I know you talked about like third and fourth grade like playing and competing but when did you guys realize that you may be good were you guys blown out like bridgewater like was there ever a time when you started to think like okay we might that you guys might have something to be able to compete and kind of beat a lot of teams in the area
1: Uh, honestly we probably thought that in fourth grade okay because we couldn't play organized basketball until fifth okay Right, and coach christensen was our coach then and uh mr c and uh when we got it, yeah, fifth grade, we, we we blew most of them out. I think most of the people, most of the time we had trouble was when it was like Hanson. I think they had big big mark where maybe bent back then. Okay, yeah. and we didn't have CJ yet. <laughs> you okay. Know? Yeah, because so, uh, um, he was a third
0: grader. Or yeah,
1: well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or even, <laughs> whatever. You know, wait, wait for him to show up. You, you know like Everyone
0: played them. their class. Yeah, I follow.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we weren't you know playing together till. He was probably a freshman, I guess, or eighth grader or something. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we – but that's what we did. You know, we played basketball. We played tackle football, you know, (laughs) during recess. Right. Um, So you'd come in with ripped shirts and ripped jeans. And you just were allowed
0: to do it. Like Mrs. Hanlon,
1: kind of were allowed to. to. We were allowed to do it. Maybe they would tell us not to do it for a week or two and then, you know. Until someone got hurt. hurt.
0: Someone would, like, get hurt. Yeah, and then yeah. you have to stop, and then you can start again after a couple of days. <laughs> yeah,
1: or it gets you know, or it got old playing football, so you go play another game. Or sometimes you play. One time we were playing baseball, and I didn't realize somebody. We were sitting right outside Van Lures, you know, that's where you play baseball. Yeah. Van Lure's. and somebody chucked the ball from the outfield, and I was waiting to bat and smoked me, knocked me out. Wow! And, and that was during recess once I think. I can't remember who if it was Victor Weber or who threw the ball from the outfield. They just chucked it to the, to the home plate. And, and
2: knocked, knocked me you out. out. I
1: think Dan Luer actually picked me up that day. Okay. <laughs> you know, cause he would be out, you know, hanging out. Right. You know, his class was went out there working in the shop and then probably
0: gave out. you a salt or something. Probably should have driven you to Mitchell, the, the ER. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, I, I remember probably sitting in his, his, his uh, classroom for a little bit. Okay. But, um, but no, yeah, I would say fourth grade honestly. I and cuz in fifth grade we would we would we would just blow people out of the water. Um but I felt like we were advanced, you know. As far as when I compare what we were doing back then to like the kids that I coach now, those are fifth and sixth graders. Okay. It's, you know, those the things that we were doing like, you know, just getting the rebound and and you know, crumb taking off and just getting the ball out. And, you know what right. I mean? Just doing advanced things that some younger kids don't think about Um, sure again we we had a good class though you know we had a lot of good players we only had what 15 60 people in our class eight boys eight girls but of those boys we were all pretty good basketball players when we were young And i don't know it's just part of what we did i guess
2: right right well
0: let's talk about like what moments from ninety to ninety-four, I guess, stand out maybe like what what wins or what losses. I mean I, I know I wrote down Freeman ninety-three, you know, was still was
1: what was that the districts? that what that was, was in the
0: district, yeah.
1: Beat by uh that's when like Fisher went up or what was his name? My, Bender, my, yeah, Bender I think Mike Bender. Mike Bender. And uh then of course Gertz and Pfeiffer and those guys. Yeah, that was, that was tough, but man, they were good. They were good basketball players. And that's just the way it is, you know. Yeah, You win some, you lose some, but that was a tough, tough loss for sure. We had a lot more, you know, we were definitely wanted to get there earlier than later, but yeah, because I
0: think you guys were 19 and one, even, I think you're, well, that would have been your junior year, sophomore year, I think made the district championship against trip Delmont. So it was pretty quick when your teams were really competitive, really from yours was that your sophomore yeah your sophomore year junior year and then you, obviously your senior so, year
1: My sophomore year that was like who did that have been because like when was like dave decker and gene weber isn't that my sophomore? Well, that would have year? been
0: your 90 so 1990 oh, my freshman, freshman, as a freshman, freshman year i think was it was kind of still a little Jimmy Wall and, you would get a lot of playing time though i remember
1: as a as a freshman i i did get some playing time um
0: but I remember Canastota was really good in 90, like yeah. 90, 91, or was it? Yeah, 90, 91, and then got yeah. beat by, I think, Woonsocket in the district title. Um, so there was a lot of, so, but really, I, I mean, you, your team broke the mold for Van Lure. I mean, that 93 Emory team, you know, I I really think about the some of the coolest things. I mean, this is a time. The football team? The football team, right. So. Van Lure got there in 80 and I had a conversation with Bill Mark where it did a podcast with him about a month ago and <laughs> a couple of weeks back. And he thought that he had beaten Van Lure in football early on, but I don't, I had uncle Kevin had all the, somehow had all the, the yearbooks from, you know, 80, oh, yeah. 182 and Emory <laughs> wasn't in the corn Belt at the time. So they didn't play. Oh, really? So yeah, Mark was like, oh, "I got to fact check you, Joe. We smoked Coach Van Lure. It's like, oh, did you? I don't think so. <laughs> so I don't think from that point up until '93, I don't think Van Loura had a playoff win in those 13 years, unless I, I'd have to, unless in '85 or '84 with
1: those guys, did they get beat in the first round? Or? I
0: don't think they won a playoff
1: they, game. Did they get beat by Matros Canastota? No.
0: Yeah, dude, they they lost because they beat. Montrose Canistota, like smoked them in Ethan. And then remember there was a holding. So then they played Montrose Canistota in the playoffs in the first round in Emory. And it was a close game. And Steve ran a kickback, ran a punt back, but it got called back by a holding. So I think 93 was the first, I think that Westing and Springs game was Van (laughs) Lewer's first playoff win.
1: Crazy. Well, Um, like I said, there's a lot of, uh, Files I haven't accessed for a while. Yeah. But when you say something, they'll they'll open up um right away. When you say memorable moments, I mean r- the first one I think of is we were playing Marion and Emery. I think it was our senior year. Remember it was the last second pass, and crumb went up and caught it. Do you remember that, that was his,
0: That was your junior year. Was that junior year? That was your junior year. Okay. Yes, I remember that. That was, that was like crazy. an overtime. Yet you, you had a two-minute drive. Was it yeah. overtime? I think it took the overtime.
1: It was the last play. To, or maybe it was a it 2 point con-
0: and he caught it. Yeah.
1: He caught it. Yeah, he went up and he crumbed up, caught that. And that, was and
0: that was a good Marion team. That was like Woody and yes. Wayne Huber, yeah. I think, was on that when, team. Yep, so actually, yep. We got oh, your man. ass, Wayne.
1: <laughs> oh man, that was that. That's the that's one of them that I think of. But boy, to try to go back and think of the games. I mean, Westington Springs was crazy. It was so cold, and that yeah, Justin, that running back was huge. Yeah, and we, we took six guys to get him down. But you know, there was just so many good players on those teams. Whether it's like a Jason Riggs or you know. A, you know, Clum and all, all those guys that was that between Ethan and Emery. You know, we just happened to have a good mix. But again, I think we all had older brothers and siblings and stuff that we were patterning ourselves after. Right. But, um, I was just trying to think. Probably one of the, the biggest heartbreaker that I think of right away again is a Montrose Canasta game, junior year, and um, I just had a bad game. You know, I was. Uh, I think I broke up with my girlfriend from <laughs> uh, for you know a number of years from like okay, to, yeah, right. So I was just having a bad week, and um, and I fumbled it a couple times and threw a couple interceptions or something, and it was still a tight game. But I really felt like I let everybody down. Okay, on that one. Um, I remember Kevin Burke specifically telling me just to shut up and quit crying on the bus. I was <laughs> yeah, wailing in the back. I was just <laughs> having a bad week.
0: Yeah, um, It's like, just shut I mean, up. Yeah. Suck it up.
1: Yeah. I think, I, you know, people used to call you know, T-Bone or Boner. Or, yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Weird nickname to think about it now. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think it stemmed from T-Bone, but um, all those guys, you know, but I can't remember Kevin just saying, just tell me to shut up crying in the back of the bus i guess that's as far as you know and and i i don't think i've watched a championship game still um that was tough only because we were not prepared we were still wearing our track tights in the dome
0: is that right those in those blue tights yeah
1: that that was when tights were still kind of a new thing sure Not not like uh yoga pants you know these were track tights
0: like yeah were, i remember those full
1: length you know and we'd wear them when it was cold yeah and we go into the dome and we're wearing these things and by the halftime we were just dying and as soon as we got in the locker room we're all just ripping our stuff off taking the them off yeah we were just dying but um you know that game was tough because you know cj went out and jason riggs went out i can't remember if Somebody else got hurt if it was Mike Crum or whoever it was, maybe even Detterman or we seemed like we lost two or three guys. And when well when you do that, especially a CJ and a Jason Riggs, right? Those are, like, those are like three guys, you know. Yeah. So it was it was tough. So the second half I was running around. And when I think back on it now, I just wish I would have just th- you know because I didn't do a lot of scrambling necessarily. Yeah. You know, I right. didn't have to I didn't, A, we didn't pass all that much, but mostly if we did, it was out of play action. Okay. Um, but, and I didn't do a lot of like drop back. Oh, nothing's open. Nothing's open. So then go take up the off, middle make something happen. Off. Yeah. That just wasn't something I did a lot. So once we lost CJ and Riggs, you know, those are, our you know, full back. That's
0: interesting, and, man. Cause that's, cause that's now in the last 20 years, what would have probably happened? You, you would have probably been that kind of guy, especially in 11, man. You yeah. would have been able to fly around a little bit, and probably would have done that a little more.
1: Yeah, um, but, like, but once, once Jen's, C.J. and Riggs got hurt, you know, Riggs being the fullback, C.J. being the offensive, yep. and then um, you know, I, I I can't remember their names right off the hand from Irene, but then David Ruder,
2: um,
0: the- David Ruder uh, was, 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 was a running back.
1: David Ruder yes, was a running Nelson. back. Yeah, Mike Nelson.
0: Or Nelson. Like Nelson.
1: Nelson was a defensive end. And yeah. He smoked me quite a few times. Did he? Yeah. Because he was really good, you know? And we yeah. asked our, yeah. two of our best guys to thwart that. And uh, so I just started running around and, and I was just chucking it up there like I shouldn't have been. And I think I threw three interceptions, but it was tough. It was tough by two lose players. And like you said, we were really sweating hard in <laughs> the first half. Well,
0: that was a teammate. I, I mean, you guys you guys broke the mold for, I mean, that was an unprecedented move at that time or run at that time yeah. in the history of the program. Yeah. I mean, I think Van Lure could probably look back at that and that was really the, you know, the, a defining moment for the program kind of understanding that that could really happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that was almost like, I'm, I don't think you guys were all like, we're gonna make the dome, or we win the champ. You know, I think you probably all said it. You're like that would be cool to make the dome, or we're going to the dome. But to actually do it yeah. is a pretty remarkable thing to be the first team to do it. And now, as you look, I mean, eight years later, I think Van is a one team. And now, I mean, shoot, there's been six or seven times that it's almost like that's what they expect to do now. Like you start playing football, we want to win a state championship. Whereas your class you know actually had the horses to 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 make that stuff happen without even setting out to do it almost like i think you always want to play wanted to play well because your brothers did it and kind of you wanted to raise the bar almost because of being a clock or being an errand or being a jansen you know because that's kind of what it was
1: well and i think cool. um i don't know you just take it one game at a time and one play at yeah. a time and, if, and you're not you know i Obviously, you have goals, and you want to do the best you can. Yeah. So I'm sure we were all surprised when we got there. You know, when we played Gettysburg, what was it? What was the other one? Something hitchcock Tulare. Yeah, hitchcock Tulare.
0: Those cats rolled in in, like, two limousines and, like, yeah, a they charter were feeling bus. Pretty confident.
1: They were feeling pretty confident. And I think we just got off on the right foot. And one of their best players, I actually went to college with them at Black Hill State my freshman year. He was their big stud, and we threw a screen pass. and he Tony smoked Cheddar? Me. No, it was like a Wayne Berenger or something like that.
0: Oh, Wayne Berenger in Gettysburg. That's right. Yeah. Wayne Berenger yeah. in Gettysburg.
1: And he smoked me, but I got the ball off, I think, to Dave on the screen, and he scored that touchdown. Yeah. And he held me up. He goes, that's the best screen I've ever seen in my life.
0: Wow. That's I said, awesome.
1: Wayne. I said, thanks, Wayne. And like I said, they were nice enough guys on the field. You know, I can't really think of anybody that was super cheap right off the bat. But, you know, but, again, you take them one. You know, I think that Wessington Springs thing was huge. You know, If we were ever going to lose one, I thought it was going to be that one because it was so cold. Yeah. And that Justin whatever, that fullback or running back was a monster. And they were big dudes. And it was so cold and snowy. But, like I said, we pulled it out and then – you know, i just take it one game at a time but i think you know obviously us getting there hopefully it helped coach <laughs> with his future dome you know, <laughs> right the year we were there um the can the montrose canister coach helped he was up in the
0: whalen yeah,
1: yeah dan whalen he was up in the box and like i said going back and thinking of it i wish i would have calmed my my fears and and just ran the ball more than just chucking it up there but we were yeah. we were kind of just you know what do you do? Peter the right. Banner, do what you can. But yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. I was just trying to think of any, you know, probably another, <laughs> not really a heartbreaker, but we did again, Montrose, Canastota, you know, but they, you know, we knew those guys. That was Dave's cousin, Mike Mayer. And, yeah. Um, Eric. Uh, Ein Reinhardt. Eric. Eric? Bartman.
0: Yeah. Was there a Bartman? There's some Bartmans.
1: Hartman was a bigger dude. Eric uh Eisenberg or cow Him and Mike Mayer were all tight, right? Okay. Well, were, that just that was just kind of a big rivalry, anyways, just you know, just through knowing those guys and being friends. But um, we played them, I believe it was our junior year, maybe his senior year in Ethan.
0: That triple after, overtime game. After, that, after triple overtime. that triple overtime. That was your senior year.
2: Yeah.
1: And that was. That was the only time Coach Van Lueur really went off on me, and I had it coming. Um, I was supposed to cover five and out, and I thought the linebacker was taking him, so I took somebody else, and they scored a touchdown. I walked over the sideline, and Coach, you know, kind of like, where were you or whatever? And I said, that wasn't my guy, but I just, but I said it. Not the right way, you know. So it okay. was my fault, you know. Yeah, you know, I said it to him that way, you know, yeah like I was telling him, hey, you're wrong. It wasn't my fault.
2: But,
1: um, <laughs> quickly I was grabbed by the pads and sat down, well, put in sold yeah. by the uh
0: he disagreed and thought that the yeah,
1: the crowd, but um quickly, quickly corrected me. <laughs> And I was wrong. I was wrong, but then I was frustrated, you know. Sure. It scored on me, and uh, that same one too. Another five and out on an extra point, and I I reached out, and I was like two inches away from that ball. Okay. And they, and they scored the extra. They scored the extra point, right? So then now we had to to uh, come back, and I think we missed a field goal, or we just missed a two point. I can't remember how it 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 fared, but that was a hard one, just because I felt like I lost my cool
2: yeah you know,
1: okay to be kind of leader on the field and uh and and i and you know i and it wasn't cool to talk to coach that way and he certainly corrected me
0: <laughs> right well <laughs> it was listen, dude, it
1: was, that was really it, the only times about you know, 30 years
0: <laughs> ago you know you were yeah, you yeah, 17
1: <laughs> yeah, i'm just trying to think of any other games that really you know that, that stand out i'm sure there's a lot of them but that, that one where crown caught that one at the end, that was pretty crazy. But there was a lot of good ones. You know, we won a lot of games and um, played in a lot of heat or cold. And, uh, yeah. And boy, what a what a good time. And just love the town and everybody supporting you. And just nothing like an Emory Emory Friday night game, you know, especially in the playoffs. Right. And the town was packed with cars. And,
0: no, that, that was cool, man. I, I mean, I think the same thing with, with hoops with you know with coach schultz what you guys really the same year i mean you talk about the nelson and those irene guys i mean you got them back in the state tournament yeah. You, well
1: you... yeah there's one to think about right there you know i mean another triple overtime game semi-finals we're going up against the same guys that beat us in the dome mm-hmm. and luckily uh you know luckily cj was there for that last minute re- last second rebound i think dave went to the hole and probably got hacked and Jensen got the rebound and and got it in that third overtime. But it was crazy. I, you know, I w- wish I had some of the tapes to go back and just watch them. I don't think I shot a lot. I never did, but even, but especially in the arena, man, you couldn't see nothing. <laughs> you Is that know? right? It felt, like that. it felt like that, but that, that hoop was out in the middle of nowhere, but I was never a big shooter. I, I like to, you know, play D and I, I like to dish it. You know, I like the assists. I wish I probably would have shot more, but um yeah, it was it I don't was think fun you needed night.
0: to. There was a lot well, of sc- I, I well, didn't. I mean I wanna say a lot of scores in ninety four back when the game was played like yeah. that, Dave and Chris, I, I guess were you have two scores. I mean, I, I just remember you would play great defense and run the well, floor. I
1: was, and I was the point guard for most of it. Um and I would just I just really liked finding Who's open or taking right. it to the hole and addition it to the guy? And I don't know. There was something real satisfying and is in giving somebody the ball when they were in the flow, you know. Sure. Um, but uh yeah, that triple overtime was crazy. The state b tournament was crazy in Sioux Falls. That what an experience. Um you know, it was funny every day. We would try to do the same thing, you know. Yeah, it was like a superstitious thing, right? We would eat the same breakfast. We would go to the same thing. We would, right. we would get in the van and we'd sit in the same spots and we would say the same things whenever we went by, whatever sign sure. it was, yeah. whatever thing we made up, we just, it was just a, you know, and the coaches would do it with us. And I don't know, it was just a real cool camaraderie, but I guess maybe it helps when you're doing good. And, <laughs> you're yeah, for sure.
0: It, when it, it works.
1: Well, Schultz
0: couldn't have been that much. Older than you guys at that time. I mean, five yeah. years or so. I don't know how old he was in '94. Did yeah. he graduate in '85? High school.
1: Yeah, he felt younger. He definitely felt younger, and um, you know, he always had his. Wasn't he a coyote? Was he from USD?
0: He went to yeah. He played basketball for Boots yeah. for day boots. Yeah.
1: He always had his stuff on, and um yeah, that was cool. Uh, me and Coach Schultz, you know seemed like when I made it to um, state track when I was a freshman, I think it was just me and Kelly Peters that made it. We were both freshmen, I think. But that was like the first time me and Coach Schultz really hung out, you know, okay. just one-on-one. Yeah. Um, and that was cool. And, you know, I think we came to, you know, I don't know. We just – but it was a, a relationship, you know, where he was the new guy. We were used to Coach uh, McAfee. College gappy or yeah. mr. C or mr van lure and but uh but through the hurdle thing you know like we didn't have hurdles but coach schultz would kind of show me over a couple of the wooden ones that i would soon break um just <laughs> kind of do he's probably the one that told me to run run hurdles i just is that I right a, schultz well, did yeah, because I, I think i had a extra i didn't ha- i needed a fourth um event I think I tried long jump. I, I I was never a jumper. I can't high jump and I can't long jump. And I think I tried those. And then I think old Schultz mentioned the hurdles and he took them out of the closet <laughs> wherever they were sitting. Right. I think we had four wooden hurdles and I cracked them all. <laughs> uh, but again, just kind of lucky because that was an event that, you know, not all the big studs were in the 300 hurdles. You know, they were running 200s and 100s and 400s. Where the hurdles was kind of a different event, and luckily I took it up and it worked out for me. And but Coach Schultz was a big part of that as well as Van Luer. But Coach Schultz kind of kind of took a specific interest in me.
0: So so then you started just doing hurdles and then went out and ran a couple. Like did you just run a race and like blew everybody out and kind of thought there might be something here? Like how did that happen? After Uh, he talked to you about that, like you started running it
1: like I said, I think I needed a fourth event and then I tried the long jump and the high jump and I sucked at those and I I didn't like long races, like 800s and stuff like that, so I wasn't didn't want a two mile relay and all this stuff, but yeah, no, I think literally I I think it was Coach Schultz and we just started working on it, but like I said, I, I did. I broke those hurdles on the street and then uh, went to a track meet. I couldn't tell you when the first time we raced them, but I ran the 110s too, but I wasn't, I wasn't very good at those and they were so tall. Okay. I was just, I'm not a sprinter sprinter, but the 110s were tough. I'd I'd fall, especially on those gravel tracks, like Centerville. Yeah, brutal. Uh, And then, um, but then the 300s, you know, I didn't do the steps thing. I think there's like 13 steps in between each all, I didn't do that. Luckily, I was. Kind of ambidextrous, you know. I could I could go over them between either either leg, Um, and then I think I just got better over time. But you just wing it, and then yeah, it just kind of stuck. And I think after a few meets, I was able to kind of get it going, and um, we're lucky enough to make it to the state my freshman year, I think.
0: Okay, and then you won a championship your junior and senior year. Did you win your sophomore year too, in class B?
1: I think it was like, I think I might've got, I don't know if I got top eight, maybe, maybe I did get sixth, maybe it was sixth and then soft, sophomore, maybe fourth. Okay. And then I don't think I won my junior year. You didn't you know? win. Okay. I don't think so, but I my senior year I won. And then I just happened to win, happened to run like crazy here in Rapid City um and happened to. You know, break forty seconds. I think it was like thirty nine point seven. And usually, That's I was great. always facing Matt Merritt, right? Matt Merritt. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, Merritt. Right. Yeah. And O'Gorman. I mean, he
1: was always the man. He was always the man, and um, it was cool because CJ went to college with him. At August yes. And yes, so, and I think it
0: really like, bothered him that you beat his yeah. time. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah, I remember. He was the
1: man. We were. Yeah, sure. Stickers, I think. Um, and I was running up against um, who's that stud from Stickney? Um, he, was stud, he was our stud basketball player when we was were in. Dan
0: Krylo doing hurdles or Kleitz? Clyte.
1: Kleit. No, it wasn't Clytes. It was Kreitlow Maybe punt.
0: There was a punt, a Kryt did Kreitlow run hurdles? I, I can't remember if he did.
1: Whoever that stud basketball player wasn't Clytes, but whoever that, maybe it was quite low, but he, yeah, he was really pushing me. Um, but yeah, like I said, I just had a lucky day and broke 40. And so I won all three classes and, Got my state championship. So, yeah, bro, I
0: I remember my dad, Stick, coming home and saying, Tony Clock is a gold medal champion in the 300
2: hurdles.
1: (laughs) What was crazy is when we were getting our medals, Stick was right below me. Like he was right below me at the podium.
0: Oh, I'm sure he had tears in his eyes. He probably hugged you. I was
1: talking to him more than I was looking up at the crowd, right? (laughs) Which is stupid, right? I I should be up doing the wave and you he know, probably should with, have
0: given you that moment Yeah. That's a...
1: <laughs> while they were announcing it, but, but it was a special moment and stick was always there. You know, obviously he was covering that stuff, but you know, once he got off, the off the track, you know, he was just like, how'd you feel about that? Or that was awesome. Or, Good job. Or, you know, tough day today or whatever. But so that's why I was like, when I was, when he was sitting at the podium, I, I'd rather have talked to him because he, okay. you know, he was always there.
0: That's and, awesome.
1: And, uh, so that was an amazing moment. And like I said, it was really cool. And I, and I get, you know, Coach Schultz and Coach Randall was were a huge part of that And to, like I said, have a decent track team when you don't even have a track, you're just, you're just running right. around baseball field poles or, or running around the town mile.
0: That's right, bro. Another yeah.
1: adventure in itself in Emory. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that was obviously another one of the highlights, um, or even, you know, during those conference championships when we were running relays, you know, um, Detterman and Jensen and Aaron. And,
0: so you uh, did the half or Dave did the half?
1: Um, uh, no, I did uh, the medley. I did the four by one, four by two. Okay. Or maybe I didn't do the one. I did the four by two and the four by four, my 300 hurdles, and my 110 hurdles. Maybe I didn't do the four by one. You know like I can remember
0: relaying. some gnarly mile relays you guys had against um oh. Vander Woody and those guys. Those yeah, were some battles, exactly. man.
1: That, and that was that was the uh, conference championships and stuff like that and luckily those guys would give me a lead for the anchor and I'd have to try to hold up Vander. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You i know, remember
2: you
0: is, did a few times yeah i, I remember yeah,
1: that a couple times that we did and a couple times you know we didn't but uh god there were some really good athletes but you know again what a good time and, and just a small small town and just happened to have some guys that can motor a little bit
0: yeah bro that's awesome well tony man this has been awesome dude I, we'll get you out of here man i i know Was it's an hour already well what let's keep going i mean sure it, it's nine um
1: it's 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 fun yeah it's it's fun to do these
0: are all these are all fun to do they're they're really fun to do in person i I miss you know the first few of these you know we did but you know you were certainly you guys are my heroes dude when i when i was growing up being an eighth grader seeing you and dave and you guys were you know to this day some of the the coolest guys that i you know that i kind of uh aspired to be and um you know look forward to i don't know when the next time i'll hopefully get to run into you at some point.
1: Yeah. Come out to the black Hills. You know, we, we got a good place to stay Our other places to stay. If you ever want to kick it. Yeah. Um, is it smoky in Philly? Are you guys dealing with all Two the smoke? It was
2: really smoky
0: Wednesday. La- you know, our, our back, you know, we're our, uh, we have a kind of a back deck in our, our second floor that we normally can see the skyline really well. Mm-hmm. We couldn't even see it. You know, we're, we're kind of downtown. Yeah. um yesterday wasn't as bad and not tonight it's fairly clear but yeah it was kind of tough being outside i mean you really could yeah it
1: like, was a whole other level over there we had the some of the smoke from the western fires a couple of weeks ago it was it was pretty bad i mean obviously not like bad like new york and probably what you guys were saying yeah. pretty crazy up there um i was just trying to think of any other because you had some other questions and stuff on there but no, just like I said, just lucky, you know, especially even on where you guys lived, right? Dave Aaron on one side, CJ, and you're just down the block, and Amy Hyman, and, uh, you know, Coach Van Lure used to live a block away from me when I was younger.
0: I remember he that.
1: Lived, he lived like four blocks down from my grandma. So I probably I met that. him earlier than that, but yeah. the one I remember is just being out there with Dave when we had our our football pads on we just kind of took the water bottles and started being water boys
0: yeah yeah you just kind of think about that whole crew i mean dave is a renowned urologist you know what i'm saying and chris is an unbelievable you know like those those guys are um you know i still keep in contact with jeff i mean i i don't even live in it i haven't been tomorrow you know tomorrow when we get home it'll be the first time in years that you know maybe 2018 or 19 since i've been home. Really pre COVID initially, well, but
1: cool, man. have a great time. It's been a while since I've been back. Now that dad lives in Mitchell, you know, you don't get back as often, um, but you drive through when you can. But, or even, you know, you know, I think of, uh, you know, Dusty Roskins has been a lineman forever. He's like a big wig with those guys in Kimball and you know, Rich Hyman's doing really good. And, yeah, yeah, Dusty know. got into
0: a trade like early. Of course he would know. You know, Dusty's the kind of guy that like I know what I want to do when he's eighteen. You know, yeah, just gets, yeah, right off the yeah,
1: I've been doing it for like four years. Or something
0: yeah, like. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I've kind of found my niche in the last like decade in my, my, in my late thirties into my forties. So, yeah. no, that yeah. was a guy had a special crew for sure.
1: Yep yep we got pretty lucky and 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 you know like i said being around you guys um you know the younger players made us feel good and and uh the older players we we could look up to them and like i said it's just a special place to be and it still is um you know i would i actually i went to the hot springs game it didn't turn out very well okay (laughs) the football game but you know anytime they're close i'll definitely go watch but what a It was a beautiful night in Hot Springs for football. What a cool place to play football! They just, uh, we just had some turnovers early, and they just were able to, uh, to uh, you know, take it to us. Unfortunately, but okay. No, one of the things you asked is, do you think if the seventeen team? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, you're right. I do have that. I
1: I went to that game. I went to Aberdeen to watch that. You know, because what a special moment. You know, again, lineage, legacy uh culture you know i mean you had scott schultz kid yeah uh jeff aaron's son
0: steve Uh, aaron's son
1: steve aaron's son one of the guy guy boys yeah Uh, you know what i mean what a special moment so i went to aberdeen to watch them and uh you know they they would beat us because they had it in them in the crunch time you know in that in that in that championship game that was like an arm wrestling match and you could kind of see it going the other way. Yeah. And then, then, but they had it in them to compose themselves and play D and make turnovers and make huge shots. And what blows my mind is how just human evolution, you know, that's why the hundred meter dash gets broken, you know, because people get, people get better. Yeah. And to watch, I, I, you know, just trying to teach my son Miles. I'm like, I was a point guard and I'm still not very good left handed,
0: <laughs> you know. Okay.
1: to right. watch like Jamin and um, what was Schultz's kid's name? Sawyer. Sawyer, you know, to watch those guys and what they can do with the basketball. Right. Um, is unbelievable, you know, and that's what it is. That's evolution, though. I mean, they're learning it younger. And just look how those college players play or even the pros players play you know, compared to back in the day, you know, the alley-oops and, the, right, you know, or just how like somebody like Curry can figure out how to put that ball in the glass so high. So it doesn't get blocked. Right. And it ticks off there and goes in. It's right. Those guys have those skills. So I, yeah, there's no question. They would probably beat us, but a uh, boy, we'd have a good game, you know, yeah. mean, especially if we had CJ. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, <laughs> Some, I, I, you know, <laughs>
0: That team was pretty darn good, man. I, I remember there was a lot of, but no, I, I did. I did one of these with Jame and Aaron as well a few weeks ago. Yeah, and, you know, asking yeah. him about that. Cause he pulled up from that three, you know, you talk about having his dad's nuts in him a little bit, you know, just pulled up yeah. as a sophomore and, and ask him about that. And he was basically like, you know, listen, if I would have known it was that big of a shot, I probably wouldn't have taken it, but I just was young and yeah. kind of dumb <laughs> like but you're well, in the thought, flow of the game and he had a lot of confidence and I, w- I mean, I, I was so proud of those guys. And I, you know, that's one of the things I talked to him about was just the magnitude and what that meant to all of us.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, Cause I, yeah, I was there and got to hang out afterwards and just how special that was. And just seeing all those people in the town and, and again, just the, the legacy, you know, how those guys, you know, again, they just made it better. Yeah. And, uh, how cool how cool to watch um just history unfold like that
0: yeah it was a beautiful thing for sure beautiful thing bro well well tk man have a great night bro much love please give your best yes. to your family and it's mm-hmm. it's great to see your face man i i can't wait to run india again and hopefully it's sooner than sooner than later
1: absolutely if i'm on the east coast i'll look you up but if you're in the please western do. Coast,
0: we got um, a lot of we got a lot of rooms here man we got too many i got a down here in the bank my, my sister Annie's got a you know, this is normally where she stays down in the basement. Oh, so no. we we got we got space, bro. But
1: and it's Charlie, right?
0: Charlie. Yeah, Charlie Vetter. Charlie Vetter.
1: How old is Charlie? Two, three? He's
0: just about two. So he's two let's see, October will be two. So he's um eighteen months. No, I'm sorry, about twenty months. 18 months, yeah. I can't even do my
1: it's crazy how fast it goes, you know. And that again, again coming around to saying that a person did something for 20 years or a person did right something 25 years ago, sure, uh, me being 48 approaching 50, it's just you know, time keeps moving on. But, um, god, it's it sure is neat to, uh, when you have a, a child or a, yeah, and a cousin or a nephew or a niece where they're doing things and you can support them and cheer for them, whether it's a basketball game or a recital right. or yeah. a book report or whatever it is. Yeah. That's what life's all about. So congratulations. Oh, no, I agree,
0: man. It's one of the, the best time. I mean, when I go pick him up from daycare, you know, like after five o'clock and just like, nah, <laughs> like he sees me and comes running up. I mean, it's just like, wow. Like it's like it. the coolest Thing you know, just amazing and amazing to get. It's like a gift, you know. Every time that happens, like my favorite part of the day, yeah. um you know, to see that. So, well, stuff. that's
1: awesome, dude. Yeah, like I said, uh, great talking to you, and uh great kind of reminiscing a little bit. And uh but a person carries that with them too, you know. You try to be successful and competitive, but also understand it's just the game, you know. For
2: sure, for I mean, you sure. Put a
1: lot of time in, and you know, especially as much as you know, CJ and some of those yeah. guys. I mean, Darren Lubers, I mean Kevin Berg. There's some guys that were real gym rats,
2: yeah, and,
1: and were very good athletes because of it. But,
2: for sure, for but sure, it's cool.
1: Cool thinking back and accessing some of those files. So I appreciate you taking the time tonight. It's always good to see your face, my brother.
0: Yeah, thanks, bro. Take care, man. God bless you, man. We'll talk right. to you soon, Tony. See right. you, buddy. Bye-bye.
3: To our solo, get in the flow. And you can picture like a photo. Music makes mellow, maintains to make melodies for MCs. Motivates to break, some everlasting. I can go on for days and days with rhyme displays that engrave deep as x rays. I can take a phrase that's rarely heard. Flipping, now it's nice a daily word. I can get ill at an arm or kill it a bomb, but no alarm. Rock him or remain calm. Self esteem make me super superb and supreme before a microphone. Still, I've been. This was a tape. I wasn't supposed to break. I was supposed to wait, but let's motivate. I want to see him keep following the swallowing. taking the midday biting the ball Brothers try, and others die to get the formula But I'ma let you sweat, you still ain't warm You a step away from frozen, stiff as if you're posing Digging to my brain as the rhyme gets chosen So follow me, or what you're thinking you were think first Let's travel at magnificent speeds around the universe What could you say as the Earth gets further and further away? Planets are smaller as the balls of clay A stray of the Milky Way, world's out of sight Far as the eye can see, not even a satellite Now stop and turn around and look As you stand in the darkness, you're now just took Keep staring soon, you suddenly see a star. You better follow it, it's the all. This is a lesson if you're guessing, if you're in. hurry, hurry, step right up and keep following the leader. I follow the leader <laughs> of our chemistry. I follow the leader I follow the leader of I follow the leader I follow the leader of I follow the leader I follow the leader of I follow the leader I follow the leader follow the leader This is a lifetime mission. Vision of prison listen in this journey of the journal i'm the journalist am i eternal or an eternalist i'm about to flow long as i could possibly go keep you moving because the crowd said so dance cuss rip your pants Every b on the blades read the death call an ambulance pull out my weapon and start to squeeze a magnum as a microphone murdering mcs let's quote a rhyme from a record i wrote Yeah, don't Cause every time I stop it seems you're stuck Soon as you try to step off you're self-destruct I came to overcome before I'm gone By showing and proving and letting knowledge be born then after that I'll live forever You disagree, you say never Then follow me from century to century you remember me in history Not a mystery or a memory I'm by nature, mind raised in Asia Since you was tricked, I have to raise you From the cradle to the grave But remember, you're not a slave Those schools were here to be much more than that But we couldn't see because our mind was trapped But I'm here to break away the chains Take away the pains, remake the brains, rebuild my name I guess nobody told you a little, now it's dangerous It can't be mixed, diluted, it can't Change the switch, here's a lesson if you're guessing and following. Hurry, hurry, step right up and keep following the leader. Follow the leader of our chemistry. 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 Follow the Follow the leader of our chemistry. Follow the A verified freestyle, lyrics of fury My third eye make me shine like jury You're just a rental rapper, your rhymes are minimate. I'll be here when it fade, and watch it flip like a renegade I can't wait to break and eliminate On every trade of a snake, so stay awake And follow and follow, because the tempo's a trail The stage is a cage, the mic is a third rail I'm Rakim, the fiend of a microphone I'm not him, so leave my mic alone Soon as the beat is felt, I'm ready to go So fasten your seatbelt, cause I'm about to flow No need to speak, slow down and let the leader lead Word to daddy Indeed, the R's a roller stone, so I'm rollin' Directors told them the rhymes are stolen Stop bugging. a brother said dig him I never dug him, he couldn't follow the leader long enough So I drug him It's a danger zone, he should arrange his own face, It's basic, erase it, change a tone It's one R in the alphabet It's a one-letter word and it's about to get More complex from one rhyme to the next Every DBE on the flex. I've been from state to state. followers tailgate Keep coming, but you came too late, but I'll wait So back up, recruit, get a grip, come equipped You're the next contestant, clap your hands, you want a trip The price is right, don't make a deal too soon How many notes get the name this tune? Follow the leader is a the title theme task Now you know you don't have to act Rappers, rhythm, and poetry cuss create sound effects You might catch up if you follow the records he wrecks Until then, keep eating and swallowing You better take a deep breath and keep following the leader I Follow the leader by chemistry Keep following our chemistry. follow the lead of our chemistry. follow the lead of chemistry. follow the lead of chemistry. follow the lead of chemistry. the of chemistry. the of our chemistry. follow the of our chemistry. I follow the lead of our chemistry. Follow the leader